Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing 2003's Chasing Poppy, directed by Linda Mendoza and written by Laura Angelica Simon and Steve Anton. And I don't, these are people. They're people. They, <laughs> they are, are people. definitely people. This movie is full of people. Yeah, um, it's um, it took it. I was actually kind of surprised that it took two people to write this because I don't. There's not. <laughs> there's not a lot that's written. Um, there's not. There's not a lot here. Like I will say, you know, the actresses are super fun. Love them. It's yes. the pl- like they are fantastic. But this plot, okay, and also Steve Anton, um. Also wrote, oh my god, Proud Mary. He wrote the screenplay for Proud Mary. Um, also burlesque, the share. Oh my god, Christina Aguilera. <gasps> yes. Oh yes. wow. And also this Sharon Stone movie called Gloria. That's just like her, like standing and looking like incredibly hot. I have no idea like what this movie is, and I assume it's bad. And Ooh, but I would watch that. And this person also <laughs> this person is also the creator of Young Americans, which is so funny. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been tweeting a lot about Dawson's Creek. I tweet a lot about Dawson's Creek when I'm depressed. Um, so there, you know exactly why I'm tweeting about it. But Young Americans is a failed spin-off of Dawson's Creek. Which what a <laughs> what a project to be part of, you know? <laughs> I'm saying I, this is someone who's been part of at least five web series that never hit the internet. So no, no, I can't no believe, shade even. I just can't believe truly. that me, person who constantly talks about Dawson's Creek, is is watch watched a film co-written by the guy who created the the failed Dawson's Creek spinoff, Young Americans. You really. know, consistency is key, and I think you're really uh, proving a consistency uh, here that is beautiful, and you should. Uh, you should relish. Uh. <laughs> it was supposed to be the grittier Dawson's Creek set in college, except that everyone is still white. Uh. Gritty? How? Okay, gritty and college? It's like about like gender identity Amazing. and like sexuality. It's like supposed to be like, you know, like we're really getting into like what's going on with the college and the main character like got this scholarship to go to this fancy college and like it's I'm like, already sleeping. <laughs> like and then they like get drunk At least and I like have sex yeah. and like their world falls apart. I think it's a college, maybe it's a high school. I have no idea. I don't care. But that's just such a weird thing. That's like that's like finding out that, you know, one of the writers of one of these movies was the creator of that failed party of five. <laughs> show yeah um, spinoff with jennifer love hewitt oh my god which i think was called time of my life and i i want to let everybody know that i am not 40 i am 26 years old and i don't know how i retain all of this white I'm a, information i'm a witness to the <laughs> the fact that uh jordan is 26 um <laughs> and somehow she does have all of this information in her head and it's a marvel <laughs> um she's a beautiful person full of knowledge of things that 
you know, I hope uh, at some point you can release some of this from I, your head. I to, would love to put other stuff in that makes you <laughs> that gives you more joy. Yeah, something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I I wish chasing Poppy gave me joy. I really do. Like, me I mean, too. it was like, of course, it's wonderful to watch like three beautiful Latina actresses. We got Sofia Vergara, you know, before Modern Family, and she's. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. It's weird because like everybody's just like calling her like a hoe in this. And I'm just like, yeah, there's like this whole thing in this like that. Like, oh, she's a hoe and like, oh, her boobs. And it's like uh, she's just hot and she's like wearing shorts. She's I don't know. Like, like she's not like wearing like anything like, like she's just down. like she's just hot like it really doesn't matter what she's we- she's always going to be hot she could be wearing like a paperback she's still hot i'm sorry i just yeah she's just one of those people <laughs> like one of the very few people that like no matter what they wear or do they're going to be insanely hot and yeah i mean the the script has a lot of like internalized massage. I mean, the whole script is just internalized massage. Oh yes, basically. no, so much of it, so much of it, and like this is like Sofia Vergara's like big role. Like before this movie, she did she was in like a <gasps> Tim Allen movie. Jesus Christ, I'm oh, sorry. No. <laughs> um, and then before that, she was doing like telenovelas and like other kind of. Uh, hosting some programs in, in Spanish that I, I do not know. Like, I understand Spanish, but, like, not enough to be able to tell you what the content of these shows are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I have a very basic understanding of Spanish. And um, we got also, like, Rosalind Sanchez, who's one of those actresses that I kind of see around, but I've never... Like, she's just kind of been... She was in, like, some... She was in Without a Trace. She was in Devious Maid. She was just kind of... She's just one of those people that's, like, constantly been on television. And she was in movies before. She was in Rush Hour 2. Um, that really uh, terrible movie that we might do on the podcast one day called Boat Trip, which is about <laughs> uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. accidentally going on a gay cruise. Yeah, I mean, like, my... <laughs> Heart hurts already, but we will probably go there. <laughs> um, and then uh, the third star, Bronwyn actually recognizes. Yes, yeah. Jackie Velasquez. So this is okay. So this is really funny. Um, maybe it's not funny to anyone else, but I watched her in the whole movie, and I didn't even look up who she was. Um, and I felt like I recognized her, and I just assumed it's because she's an actress, right? And. Uh, then when I was looking up information about the movie afterwards, I realized that she was also a Christian singer. <laughs> I mean, still is. Mm-hmm. And as a 12 year old, I had several of her albums and I did not connect who she was because even though I, I obviously had, you know, the, the CD ROM disc slips with pictures of her. It's been a long time since I've looked at pictures of her and, you know, I mostly listened to her voice, but, uh, yeah, I, that that brought me back to my uh, young church days, uh, going through the CDs and finding the Christian ones to, you know, um, allow my parents to let me listen to in public. Um, she, and yeah, this, she's this a, she's the a only Christian s- pop singer. This is the only um, secular film that she's ever done. She never did another one. Well, that was also what was interesting to me because this is a very uh for a, for a movie that doesn't actually have sex in it, it's a very sexual movie. 
Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Like the movies that she was in after this, uh, Los Reyes Magos, which is like the Three Wise Men, um, The Encounter, which is um, a Christian film of uh, about like Jesus in modern dress appearing at a diner in modern day America. I what? Wow, love um, it. <laughs> um, Jerusalem Countdown, which is a Christian thriller film. Um, I what? It's the end in the end of times. There's seven backpack nukes, codenamed the Seven Wonders. Jesus, I don't, I don't have the energy. Oh this yeah, is, yeah. It's some revelations rapture. This stuff. is so much stuff. There's Veggie Tales, Noah's Ark. Oh, I mean, I I grew up on Veggie Tales. And then um, there is I'm Not Ashamed, that weird movie about the woman who was the first, the girl who was the first victim of Columbine. That. Uh, Oh yeah, that was a real yeah. Uh, that, that was, was a, a big thing. I remember being in youth group and like they had whole sermons on her and how she was brave and like like basically she was like modern day like hashtag modern day martyrdom goals and I don't even have yeah. I don't even have the um, <laughs> the psychological tools to unpack that fully. But that that was definitely a moment. The church definitely made her death a rallying cry and exploited it to do a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that would be a whole nother podcast to get into that. But that being said, Jackie Velasquez, I, I, I know her, uh, her singing work. So this was my first time seeing her act, which, Again, like you said, I mean, this movie was like the actresses were doing their job, you know, and they were they were delightful women. But yes. it's just such a thinly written plot. Yeah. And I mean, we've got the main dude, which is. um, I can't pronounce that without. Eduardo Verestigue. Yeah, it's okay. I'm white, so people can just make fun of me. Okay, um, good. You did it. Yeah, Perfect. his name in the movie is Tomas Fuentes. Tomas Fuentes, and it's and everybody calls him Poppy for some reason. Uh, we also have Lisa Vidal here, who plays like an FBI agent. She's great. She's on Being Mary Jane. That's the only reason why I know her. <laughs> she is. She's on Being Mary Jane. <laughs> Um, also like DL Hughley's in here, Freddie Rodriguez from, um, from Ugly Betty and, uh, Six Feet Under is here. I, a lot of people are in here uh, in, uh, and there's not a lot of, uh, substance it's weird. It's when it, it's got the cartoon opening, which I'm beginning to realize that there's never been a good romantic comedy with the cartoon opening. That's, I don't think that that's I actually a thing. thought that too. I couldn't even yeah. I couldn't even think of other examples while I was watching, but I was like, this has happened a few other times when I was watching movies for the podcast. And it's and and I always want to think this is a creative choice that shows that there was a lot of work done on this and you right. know into the vision and it doesn't mean there wasn't i i understand that hard work and having a good end product are not yeah the, and you i know, mean they're this, not this uh, director um this director is actually has such a long like resume that like i don't even have time to get through it but like this is a director that has been working steadily in television if you've seen a tv show that has women in it she is directed on it she's very like if it has women in it, I'm here. I'm directing episodes. Like she, 
Yeah, and like I unfabulous that. girlfriends, Gilmore Girls, Dirty Rock, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Suburgatory, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Like she knows, like those are some good shows. She and knows- the Brothers Garcia, which is like one of the few sitcoms that were you know actually about like you know some Latino brothers. I, I used to watch the Brothers Garcia. It's nice to. Well, she directed some of it. Like so. I don't think, you know what, she's not to blame here. She seems lovely. No, 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 uh, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if there's one person to blame here or that I'm interested in that. It's just what happened, you know, uh, the overall product. Like, this movie is um, a, this movie is an exactly 80 minutes, and you feel like... You feel it, like, I was excited. That it, that it did not need to be, th- like, it's even... Even though it's very short, it's too long. Yeah, like I was excited. So um, I was excited when I realized how short it was right when I was starting it because we have had a lot of movies on here that are over two hours and they're really bad. And, you know, even if you're having fun, even if you're smoking a little, drinking a little, hanging out, whatever, when it's really that bad, sometimes it just really isn't. And But with this, I was like, okay, this is like an hour and a half that's fine i can do that this is like you know easy peasy but yeah. even so it still felt drawn out it felt very was, long that was because um because the poppy in question is just like not this not that interesting of a guy this is a guy who wants to be poly but does not have the language for it yeah and his and and he's also a guy that Everyone seems to be obsessed with because he looks like the star of a telenovela. Like that's yes, that's like that's yes, really he's it. very handsome in a very like like traditional safe way. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, he's handsome for sure. But yeah, it's it's very. But he's just like a little twerp. Like I I don't know. Like I can't. I he couldn't... says like his lines are just very canned to me. Like he's yes. charming, but it's like in the way that a cat collar can be charming. You know. Yeah, and and it's also just like he seems to be very afraid of women, and you can and this is personified in the film by him imagining women as La Llorona. Right. And I'm just like okay. We get it. It starts because yeah, Sofia Vergara. They're they're in a club and she's going to get them drinks. And then like another woman try and she, and oh, and they've danced in front of everyone and everyone's looking at them because hello, Sof- Sofia Vergara, of course, of course. And yeah. then and then also him, like he's very attractive. And so she's like, you know, everyone's looking at us and like, like you know. I'm like, you're mine. Like, don't you dare like flirt, you know, like all these women are going to try to get up on you. And he's all like, Oh no, 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 I couldn't look at anyone but you, you know, like, uh, and then she goes to get a drink. Another woman sits down and, um, the other woman is about to like sidle up to him. And then Sophia comes back and like gets the other woman away. And she's just like, you will be cursed by La Llorona, La Llorona. La, La Llorona. Which I'm they're... so sorry, everybody. La Llorona. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not going to sit. Like, I haven't taken Spanish in a really long time. But it's like, it's La Llorona. It's, uh, there was recently a movie about it with Linda Cardellini in it that, of course, nobody wanted to support. Because why is this Italian person, <laughs> this Italian American in this yeah. movie? Messy. <laughs> like, I get, like, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, yeah, um. Yeah, and it's just essentially just, like... And they also, like, defined it in the movie, but I didn't even pause to, like, get the full definition. Because <laughs> I was like... <laughs> what? Did you get it? Basically, like, that she is... 
a spirit in folklore that can like haunt or curse you. It's just like I mean that's okay. a very very footnotes version, but right, like, right, 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 and well, and, the- and definitely told to children. The the issue with this guy and like he explained his like upbringing later to the FBI agent played by Lisa Vidal and it's just like I grew up with like a lot of women, a lot of tias and like three older sisters and um there's this idea that he's afraid of women for that reason but you know there's another character in cinema with that backstory and that's the star of Punch Drunk Love and he's afraid of women. Barry is afraid of women and also, like, does not date them. It's very weird that you're really afraid of women, but you date them. Like, if you're so afraid, then don't date them. Yeah. I feel like it's weird to A lot me. of men are afraid Like, you're of women dating a lot. You, like, if you're afraid of women, like, and if you, like, desperately need a girlfriend, you can date one, but dating three and then, like, openly be... Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, were you... <clears throat> what would your three sisters say dude like i don't get it (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely and um so like once sofia vergara brings up la llorona then uh and there's like an image on the screen of uh her face turning into la llorona that is a theme that continues throughout the movie where as a manifestation of tomas's fear of being found out that he is dating three women and just facing consequences in general. It's like La Llorona in this movie is a manifestation of his fear, like you said, of women and mm-hmm. of of his ass being shown, honestly. Um, and it, a, a great way to not show your ass is to just date one woman. And they're also like in different cities. So it's just... Oh, yeah. This You're is... doing so much. Yeah, Sophia is <laughs> in um, Miami. Um, and then, um, so then, like, he goes to... Uh, Jackie Velasquez is in New York, and Rosalind Sanchez is in Chicago. So Rosalind Sanchez plays a lawyer. They're also very much, like, types, which, I mean, makes sense. It's a rom-com, but... Like, yeah, but they're like there's there's the princess, there's the kind of like salt of the earth cocktail waitress, and then there's the straight laced lawyer who's like uh, who's like I'm gonna stand up for like Latinas everywhere and like all this. Stuff. I mean, and that's perfectly nice, but it's very weird to get that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like she like like she talks about feminism and like immigration rights, which would be like awesome, but it's so the uh, just like not written in a way that feels why yeah why is it in this movie why are and yeah because there's like a subplot where she gets mistaken for miss puerto rico which like helps them um you know get this hotel when they're in this pursuit there's a thing with like drugs and thugs and the fbi and none of it really means anything. But this Miss Puerto Rico thing is especially confusing because Rosalind Sanchez is from Puerto Rico, but everybody's just like, you're not from Puerto Rico. Like everybody, like, it's like, I don't know if she's playing like an American Puerto Rican that's never been to Puerto Rico, but she's still Puerto Rican. And then when you find out like who, um, who the actual Miss Puerto Rico is, it's, it's, 
an actress who's actually Asian. It's very weird. It's really weird. And I was like, I didn't know if that was supposed to be a meta joke or not. Because it's played because by um N- Nicole Schwarzinger from the Pussycat Dolls, who is Hawaiian and Filipino. Like she's like two she different not, kinds of like, I don't Asian. Know how, like Asian. it's not that she couldn't be Puerto Rican. Like it's just because like obviously anyone can like, very be born clearly somewhere. not. But it's just like that's what what are we? And talking And she shows about? up and she's like doing an accent and it's just like neither side of you <laughs> is yeah. latina in any way like i don't know like it's just it's weird i mean i don't know about filipino because there's usually like i don't know like overlap in culture it's weird she just she says she just looks hawaiian to me <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i mean the philippines are real far away like, like so it's yeah it doesn't really yeah yeah it's it's weird like there's okay so Shall we? I mean, I guess we should summarize the plot, right? Yeah. And so it's this. So, you you summarize it. Okay. So no Tomas idea. is dating all three of these women in different states, different archetypes. You know, we've got Sofia Vergara. She is the cocktail waitress that everyone slut shames. Um, and then we have Rosalind Sanchez. And she is the lawyer that is fighting for Latina rights and wears glasses. And that's like, you know, and her hair is pulled back. So she's got that trope going in the rom-com where it's like he at one point he's like you're sexy and she's like really and it's like girl you're gorgeous what like <laughs> it's it's the classic she's wearing glasses so you know <laughs> oh my um, god when she takes off the glasses it's like such a whole fucking thing right and then our christian singer darling jackie velasquez plays a rich new yorker whose parents are trying to get her married to another rich new yorker but she's still like she's just really into tomas and she runs away before her wedding to like make out with him for 24 hours. Um, and basically what happens is, and he lives in LA. <laughs> so I don't even know. He's just like constantly tra- like his frequent flyer miles. It doesn't even like, really clarify what his job is. It's just like, yes, he does. He go has to a all these presentation and I still don't know what his yeah, job yeah. is. Yeah. It's, it's very much one of the um, fictional romantic comedy jobs where it's like, you're not really a PR person. You're not a journalist or even like writing branded content, but you're somewhere in there. And yeah, he he p- makes a pitch related to a makeup brand, but we don't really know what his position is. But, you know, he has one of those. And it's also just like he works all with women. And uh, there's a scene where he's like scared and he just imagines them all as La Llorona. I just. Yeah, it, it's like, OK, cool projection of your own guilt, dude. Um, he also has this secretary that's like really into him. It's a very like a uh, money penny situation where she's just like waiting. Yes. <laughs> and I just, I want more for her. Me too. <laughs> and it's wild because, so he's successfully dated these three women, but they all have his real address. And, um, which is what it's wild. That it's they just, have not run into each other before. They all know where he lives. So wild. <laughs> and, it, and it's implied by the movie that he's gone to see them most of the time. But basically what happens is Jackie Velasquez runs away from her rich family and decides to go to his place. Cause she doesn't want to marry this other guy. Uh, Rosen Sanchez is in town for a, you know, being a lawyer. Um, and in wants town to for go being see a lawyer. Him. Yes. And Sophia Vergara is sent on an errand 
friend by her friend, and she's never really left Miami, and so this is a big deal for her, and she decides to go see him. So these all, all three of these women are there for different reasons, and mm. they go to his house, yeah. and what do you know? They run into each other, and he's not home. Oh, wow. Just shock. And they're all wearing the same lingerie, which, like, okay, like, this guy seems to be just, like, a garden-variety idiot. Um, And so it's very weird to me that he would buy them all the same lingerie. Like, that seems like a malicious thing to do. Yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> like, that's, like, so lazy. Like, they live in different states, and they have very different personalities. Like, how hard... Like, like why would you buy how them? How hard is it to not... It's also, like, go not to the same store and buy different lingerie. It's, like, also just not great lingerie. No, it's very... <laughs> it's, like, very... It's very cheap-looking. Cheap-looking. Yeah, it's, like, Barbie lingerie. Like yeah. that's kind of the vibe. It's not. It doesn't feel very sexy or grown. No. So if you're gonna go the lingerie route, not not killing it. So they all, yeah, they're all there in their lingerie, and instead of, and they all freak out, and then they all fight over like who he likes the most and who is the most legitimate girlfriend is of his. It's also just like, did you notice that none of them know like like how to describe him, like what to say about him, like they want to possess him but they can't say why he's so important yeah absolutely and it's interesting yeah like they at, at one point uh jackie velasquez in a very christian girl manner claims that she is he he's his fiance he is her fiance and so therefore she's the most legitimate but really she's just like lying um yeah and she has like a ring that he gave her when he found out she was going to leave her f- actual fiance that was like set up by her parents. But the ring is like really cheap. Oh, yeah. And, it's cubic zirconium. Yeah. And 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 like, you know, this in, in like a Thelma Louise type movie or, or a lot of movies, this would be a moment where they all are just like, oh, you know, fuck this guy. Like this yeah. sucks. Let's go have a drink. But instead, they're uh, all just like mean to each other. Yeah, they're just like so mean. They're, they're like, so they still mean to want each him. Other. Like they're not like, oh my god, fuck that guy. They're like, I'm gonna take it out on you, bitch. And it's just like, um, he's just like, oh, how could he ever be into you? And it's like, really, I mean, it seems really obvious. Like he likes something different about all of them. Like I understand why he likes them. I don't understand why they like him. I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. Because these women don't like they're very thinly drawn but they seem like they'd be fun to hang out with. Like they seem fine. Like they just seem they like all, they need they all, to like, within the constraints of how they're written, they all know who they are. Yeah, you know? and they seem like and you know once they get to know each other and spend more time together, they they get they get more bearable to each other and they also get more bearable to me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Cause, absolutely. Cause and it's, just, yeah, they, they just seem like they don't have a lot of female friends and they don't know how to talk to other women. Like, it seems like they, it seems like they, yeah, yeah. I agree. It seems like it's interesting. Cause, um, Sophia Vergara is the only one who's shown to have a female friend because she has the friend who sends her to LA on the errand. And, and she's and, also the most chill one of all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, it, it's like uh, it just feels like with Rosalind Sanchez, it just feels very tropey like, oh, well, you know, she's the educated career woman. So it's not that she doesn't like other women. She just doesn't have time. And and Jackie Velasquez is just like she's rich and competitive and used to being the center of attention. And and so basically what happens is they. They all like freak out and act like they're not going to go for him again. But then they all come back to the house to seduce him (laughs) and yell (laughs) at him simultaneously. So then they all three end up in the house again with him. 
And how does he end up getting knocked out? I actually I I feel horrible. I don't. I don't. You know what? I take that back. I don't feel horrible. No, there's (laughs) no reason to feel horrible. But basically, he gets knocked out. Which okay, if the genders were flipped, this would be real rapey. Um, it it still is. Yeah, Um, they all sleep in the bed with his unconscious body. Very, very rapey. Very Um, strange. Very rapey. So basically, they decide he's knocked out somehow. And they decide they're going to take him somewhere to interrogate him and make him pick one of them. Because obviously that's what, you know, people do. Grown women. Yeah. And um, so Jackie Velasquez has money. So she's like, let's just go to this nice hotel I like. And of course, they're all fighting the whole time. And then they get to the hotel and they have to, like, sneak him in. And Sofia Vergara flirts with one of the, the men working at the hotel in order to get him to take this unconscious man into the room, it's very... But Jackie Velasquez gets cut off by her mom when they're at the hotel. Um, I guess her mom has cut off her credit card, so she has a, a rich girl meltdown. And th- and then this this opens the door for shenanigans when... Uh, when uh, Rosalind Sanchez gets uh, mistaken for... Miss Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico, which I totally understand getting mistaken because, you know, she's actually visibly Puerto Rican. And of course, it's a <laughs> moment where she drops her glasses. So this is peak rom-com because it's like it's there's like a slow motion shot of her, like lifting her head and like her hair is down and her glasses aren't on. And then this guy is like, <gasps> like, welcome, like, welcome, like Miss Puerto Rico. And she's like, what? Like, she's never known that she was hot before. Yeah, it's funny because all of the clothes that she wears are just like, they just like all cover her body. And it's just like, okay, girl, I mean, if you're comfortable, but it seems like she's dressed like specifically like a square. Oh, yeah. Like she's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the costume designer like a is lawyer like. wouldn't fuck. Like there are so many shows just about lawyers that fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's very. Um, yeah, and it's just like a whole thing, and like Freddie Rodriguez shows up with DL Hughley. DL Hughley, the only black person in this movie, yes. representing for the whole race as um a criminal of some kind. I don't even know what the thing that they're actually trying to get is the MacGuffin, the thing for the boss. Yeah, in the they bag. never even clear this up. Basically, like. Sofia Vergara was there on an errand for her friend, but her friend was actually sending money to a friend and it was like drug money. Her friend was sending money to her boyfriend who's like a piece of shit. And I guess the boyfriend was it it, it had something to do with drug. I guess the, the boyfriend was involved with criminals. Like we do see there's like one scene when she when the friend hangs up with the boyfriend and the boyfriend is like in an orange jumpsuit and then we never come back to that jail again. We don't even really get a good look at him. No, but it's I think very, he's in jail. it feels very shoehorned in. Like, okay, <laughs> if we just have a few like important lines and like, you know, men threatening the women for the money that they need, like that it'll be fine. And I'm like, I was like, also, I have a lot of questions about this plot. Also, line. What's it's so funny is that like, so it's like D.L. Hughley and Freddie Rodriguez, like chasing them down. And there's like, Oh, and then Lisa Vidal is like, ch- um, Vidal is like 
chasing down like everybody and there's just like this whole chase thing but like Dio Hughley and Freddie Rodriguez keep on being like oh they're just some girls like we should be able to outsmart them and I'm just like they're taller than you yeah <laughs> I know like, it's like such like, like y'all are like y'all it's like <laughs> such boring here. <laughs> like okay they're like oh these girls and like yeah so here's a weird thing I don't know how they pa- like how uh, Thomas like got knocked out, but he's like knocked out for like forty eight hours, but he doesn't die. Did you notice that? Because like they take him to the hotel, he sleeps. The next day he's asleep, and they're doing all this stuff. They're getting chased by these men, and then Rosalind Sanchez ends up doing an interview as Miss Puerto Rico. Um, and the meantime, he's just asleep in the hotel room for most of it. <laughs> Like, I'm like, how is he not dead? What is going on? Or, like, he doesn't have brain damage? I just think it's funny that he spends, like, most of the movie not in the movie, but the movie... It's about him. It's about him, and it's also told from his point of view. Yeah. Like, even when he's not around, it's his point of view. There's, like, La Llorona, like, Which is so interesting, because, like, I wonder... It's a weird form of male gaze. it's, It's strange, because it makes you wonder, like, what what the actual events are because I don't trust his eyes. Oh yeah. No, me neither. (laughs) Like the cartoonish way that the women treat each other. I was like, even women who hate each other and even women who have really intense internalized misogyny, like the way that they care about him just feels unrealistic to me because even women who are competitive and have a toxic relationship with other women, I just, I can't see them signing up to, to do this thing with two strange women. Yeah, and it's interesting because like in the in the end, because I mean, there's really not a whole lot of movie here. It's 80 minutes. Like that's like 20 minutes over like an HBO show. Um, right. He just they they realize, oh wow, we have personalities, and also we get along with each other, so we don't need him. Which is make means that the movie is kind of making the argument that this guy was just a distraction that they were feeling unfulfilled with their lives and that he was just a distraction from that. But it would, this story, this idea, which I think is a good idea, would hit so much better if it wasn't from his point of view. Like the cartoon that we see in the beginning, it's like his birth and just like women fawning over him from the moment that he like, it's like from the moment that the placenta hits, like everybody's yes. into And it's just like, but it's not about him like figuring out how to reconcile with his, with, with the way that women obsess over him and the way that he feels about himself. It's not about that. It's about these women kind of like figuring out how to reclaim their identities and also, I guess, be nice to each yeah, there's other. Like, it, there's almost like a feminism 101 feel to it where it's like, yeah, it's like you don't need a comp- like compete over a man you can self-actualize and then if you want love you can find it like that's like very much the message um but then it i agree it's weird because it is still obsessed with him and it's very much from his perspective but we never get any but we don't know women are archetypes but we still get little tidbits about them we get nothing about him like who is all we know is that he's handsome he doesn't even have any friends like we don't even see him give someone an orgasm at the beginning of the movie like there's not even there's not even like oh yeah well you know he's obviously very good in bed so these women have the you know orgasm brain the best conversation he has is with a 
with a doctor played by Ian Gomez from one of my favorite shows about drinking wine and not doing shit, Cougar Town. <laughs> I still haven't watched that. Oh but my god! Your is, your uh, endorsement of it does mean the world. It, and- it is truly it is the whitest show ever made. But it's just like they're just drinking wine and just fucking with each other's lives okay, for Jordan, no reason. I think that what the world needs right now <laughs> is you doing a ranking of the whitest shows <laughs> and how you feel about them. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, sure. I would love to do that. Yeah. Oh my God. And also, I was really into Ian Gomez's because Ian Gomez, this is just me with more information that no one knows. Um, him and Nia, Nia Vardalos who um, is known for writing and directing My Big Fat Greek Wedding, or is she known for writing it? She's known for writing My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I remember now, because her directing efforts, have I've heard, are not good. Um, so it's like him and the My Big Fat Greek Wedding woman, and they've been together for like years and years and years, and they just divorced last year, and it makes me feel sad. Oh no! It's like they've been together since '94. Like that's such a long, that's a time. long run. Like I guess like they're gonna go like fuck other people. Like I feel like we're gonna get another rom com from Nia because of this. I hope so. Because like <laughs> I think that would be a good part of the healing. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, this is just my weird Ian Gomez fangirling. He's very funny. He's very funny on Cougar Town. Um, Cougar Town's a good show, and really the only good scene that Tom. Moss has is just with this doctor no, it's played true. by Ian Where, Gomez. Yeah, he's just like, so what do you actually want? Like, who do you think about? Whose name comes to your brain? And then also he says his wife is named Bertha, which I love. Uh, you know, I loved that like, too. like, can I see Bertha? I love her. Honestly, not enough Ian Gomez. You know, th- like, we make fun of um, when male-centric rom-coms have, like, the whole, like, bro squad. But the thing is, is that, like, you know, the sweet spot is not having three bros. It's like one bro. Yes, absolutely. One funny bro. And he could have been that. And that would have made I this movie appreciated so that. much that more bearable. That would have been great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what would we even suggest people watch instead of this? Yeah, because, you know, unfortunately, there aren't really a ton of at least like mainstream, you know, rom-coms that, you know, are a are about Latinas. I there they they exist and like I want to I want to um like uh recommend one that I've actually seen and not just like uh like checking on Google. <laughs> yeah 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 no totally. Um I liked um tortilla soup. Um that was a fun one. So maybe check that out. It's yeah. it's very sweet. Like it's about like sisters and family and food and and romance too. So that's so that's a good I one. I mean that already relaxes me more than this one. Oh yeah, you tortilla know? soup is very so, relaxing. Uh yeah, I feel bad And we both now. we both rented this one. Yeah, I did. I yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's yeah. the hard thing is, you know, we're trying to not just do white movies, but then it's hard because our podcast is about bad movies. So it's like it feels like we're punching at people who don't get as many movies, you know, like when we like talk about yeah. Chasing Poppy and, and it's a movie starring Latina actresses, then it's like. 
dang, we're not going to lie and pretend it's good, but it's also like we talk about bad movies, so then we're just like, oh, but we want more Latina rom-coms, just no, not this. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. It's I'm always excited about rom-coms with people that aren't just like white. I mean, I do think, like, as obvious as it is, like, Jane the Virgin and just the rise of Gina Rodriguez is a good, like, omen for that. Um I mean, Jane the Virgin is not a rom-com, but it is a romantic tom- telenovela that is hilarious. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jane the Virgin. Yeah. I don't know anybody who dislikes Jane the Virgin. It's pretty. It's pretty y- incredible. Y- incredible writing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chasing Poppy is probably not worth your 80 minutes. No. So we we swallowed up less of your time talking about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's much much shorter runtime. And I'm gonna gonna say this. Actually, will this episode come out on time? This might be the last one where I promote our live show. <laughs> will this come out on time? I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll. Okay. So if you live in New York and you're listening to this, um, we have a live show at Under St. Mark's Theater on June 23rd at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6. Uh, you can get tickets online. Um, the ticket link is in the bio page for our Instagram. It's $10 for tickets or $5 with the promo code Bad Romance. Um, so we would love to see you there. We're going to watch Just Like Heaven and then we're going to talk about it. So it'll be real fun. Yes, yes, it'll be fun. So we'll see you there. Yeah. We hope anyway. Yeah. And um you know, hydrate. Yes. Put on lotion. Put on a nice mask. Check your nail you beds. Want, you, know. you know. Um be gentle with yourself. Yeah, because you're you know, there's plenty of stuff out there to that's not gentle, so you gotta create that space for yourself. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye.